throughout history, some pretty amazing things have come from small beginnings. <clears throat> but none any more amazing than what drew us here today. As we all know, <clears throat> Christianity came from very small beginnings. After 12 ordinary men, including Barnabas, our patron saint that we celebrated this past week, along with an unknown number of women, gathered together after the Holy Spirit descended upon them at Pentecost and formed the very first century church. Today it's estimated that there are almost 3 billion, almost 3 billion Christians in this world. In fact, that's about a third of the population of this earth. And it's still growing at amazing rates in some places around the world today. And while church growth here in the West has slowed and even declined in some areas, and COVID obviously had an impact, but it is recovering, there are other places on earth, particularly in Africa, Asia, and South America, where the gospel is growing at amazing rates. As we learn today, it's from the smallest of seeds that plants, people, places, and things will grow. The church itself is a seed. It's a seed that God planted in this world to make a difference and to grow the kingdom. And even though we often have been a flawed people, the influence of the church upon this world is nothing short of amazing. This congregation right here at St. Barnabas, like many, may not seem that amazing because we just faithfully gather and worship weekly like many others. We have Sunday school, a youth group, and this week we'll be blessed with vacation Bible school and the opportunity to touch lives in our community. We have an active men and women's ministry and regular Bible studies, and we faithfully support our mission partners, both globally and locally. But someone still might find it very difficult to come up with something exciting about our congregation here. We're just ordinary people doing ordinary things. And measured against the world's needs, our efforts may not seem like that much. Well, Jesus' disciples, my friends, were likely feeling the very same way. They knew that Jesus had amazing promise. But he didn't seem to be doing all that he could with it. Yeah, he did grow huge crowds. He healed the sick, cast out demons, challenged the religious leaders of his day. And that certainly would have created a great deal of excitement and anticipation. But his disciples probably wondered, well, where is he going and just what are we going to do when we get there? What's going to happen? They were likely hoping he would organize the masses, that he would build up a great army and drive the Romans out and soon make Israel great again. And Jesus knew their hearts, and he knew their kingdom expectations. He knew what they wanted, and he knew that what they wanted was far from what the kingdom that he had in mind looked like. He also knew that they could not yet see it or realize it. So Jesus began teaching them through parables. In fact, today we hear one of the kingdom parables. There's actually seven of these. The one that preceded this one is the parable of the four soils. 
And Jesus often taught by telling stories called parables. They use a familiar scene or setting to explain a spiritual truth. They compel the listener to think. Parables conceal the truth from those who are stubborn or prejudiced. And they usually just make one focal point. So we must be careful in the parables to never go beyond what Jesus is really trying to teach us in that parable. Today he brings one to them that was probably somewhat confusing to them. He tells us in verse 26 this morning, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seeds on the ground. Well, that probably didn't really explain much to them. They were probably all thinking, hey Jesus, the kingdom is a, is a place where a king builds up a glorious palace. A kingdom is where a king rules and reigns, like David did, who boldly led God's people into battle. A kingdom is a grand and glorious place. And that's what they wanted, and that's what they envisioned. Something grand, and something glorious. But Jesus told them, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Well, we have to admit it, you know, if we were there with them, we're probably thinking scattering seeds isn't exactly what kings do. Peasants do that. And let's face it, there's not much exciting about scattering seeds unless you're the farmer, or unless you're a gardener like I am, I look forward to it, or unless, unless you can imagine what the garden will look like when the seed is grown. Unless you can imagine the beauty of the flowers or the fruit on the vine. To get excited about sowing seeds, my friends, you have to see what's not there yet. Or to put it another way, you have to be able to see beyond the seed. And isn't that what Hebrews 11 tells us about our faith? That what it's all about? Faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not yet see. Friends, to get excited about sowing seeds, one must see beyond the seed. And one must also do a little imagineering. A guy by the name of Walt Disney came up with that term, imagineering, and I love it. He said imagineering is the ability to see what's not there yet. Imagineering is the ability to look beyond what is to what can be. Imagineering is the ability to look at a field of weeds and see Disneyland, to look at a field and see families enjoying Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. Disneyland proved very successful. In fact, Walt used that same Imagineering to build a much larger Disney World that we know is in Florida. Imagineering turned a piece of rural farmland in central Florida into Walt Disney's magical kingdom. But long before it was completed, and long before it got fully started, Walt Disney died. And his followers finished the work. And it was even greater than they could have ever imagined. Someone once said, well, isn't it sad that Walt Disney didn't get a chance to see this? And someone replied, oh, he did see it. That's how it got here. Jesus could see the kingdom. But his disciples were struggling with what that looked like. Walt Disney could see the magical kingdom. 
He could see it in his mind and his heart long before the bulldozer showed up, long before families started taking their kids to meet Mickey and Minnie. Disney had a vision of the magical kingdom, and that's how it came into being. In the kingdom parables, Jesus sees God's kingdom, a glorious kingdom. But his disciples can't see that. He's asking them in this parable, and he's asking each of us today to do some imagineering. To see beyond the seeds to what they could become. A few weeks back, Father Andrew and myself asked you to do some praying and some imagineering. To see what St. Barnabas could be in the next season before us. We ask you to pray and see beyond the seed that was first planted here long ago. For us to pray and imagineer the next season. For us to see this campus completed with a new glorious sanctuary. For us to see the potential in these kids who will be here this week at BBS. We've got a great opportunity, friends, to impact lives this week. And that's what we've been praying into. And God delivered. Because we can see this week, and we can do some imagineering the same way we can imagine this as a train station today. We can see those kids growing up to raise their children in Christian homes. We can see them as Christian doctors, nurses, and caregivers. Christian teachers, counselors, and parents. Christian lawyers, politicians, and business leaders. We can see them making an impact for the kingdom of God in the seeds that we will have the opportunity to plant here this week. Jesus goes on to give them a little more information than this. He tells them at verse 30, and I ask you to follow him behind me. With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It's like the grain of a mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all seeds on the earth. Yet when it is sown... It grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out great branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. Okay, Jesus, that sounds good. How does that happen? How do we plant seeds that are going to be something different in those children's hearts this year, this day, in the coming days? How does that happen? How does that seed become that big shrub? The answer is quite simply, my friends. Almighty God makes it happen. God causes a little seed to germinate and grow, and then it blossoms and builds and grows and gets bigger. The little seed slowly, slowly grows. In fact, we can't even see it growing, but it is. This congregational seed, my friends, began in a fire station. And it's continued to grow steady since then. I'm amazed at the growth I've seen here in the last several years. And Jesus reminds us today to continue looking forward to the growth in the season that is now before us once again, to see beyond the seeds that were planted. Jesus calls us to imagineer the power of the mustard seed in this congregation, being like a seed that sprouts in the crevice of a rock. The little seed doesn't look like very much, but it has amazing power. It puts down roots at the crevice and begins to push, and in time can even split rock and marble. That's hard to imagine. But I can imagine near the next season before us in this church. I can imagine a sanctuary with 500 people in it right now. 
And I can imagine you being the seeds that are going to help this community grow and bring them to this place. That's why we've been called here. That's what we celebrate when we celebrate our patron, St. Saint Barnabas, the encourager. We're going to have that opportunity to encourage this week. And you're probably thinking, well, how is that possible? It sounds real good. How can this congregation have power to grow and change this community? Well, the answer, my friends, is that the same one that puts the power in that tiny seed also puts his power into this church, and he puts his power into you. The power by which we grow is not our power, but Almighty God's. A guy by the name of Bill Gates, he understood that kind of power. Once the richest man in the world, the high-take mogul, didn't worry about his rival IBM. That didn't concern him. No, Gates was worried about a couple of guys in a garage somewhere imagineering something new, something revolutionary, and that was Gates' fear. And he knew it could happen because that's exactly what he had done when he knocked IBM out of their position. The founders of Google, a guy by the name of Larry Page and Sergey Brin, turned out to be the two guys that Gates had been worrying about. Just a couple of Sanford University students, they changed the way this world uses computers. In the same manner, friends, Satan worries about us here at St. Barnabas growing and becoming the next season before us. Satan worries about us changing lives this week at VBS. He worries about us making disciples that make disciples out there that continue to build and grow the kingdom of God. That's what he worries about. And you might be thinking, well, our worship doesn't seem that significant. Well, let me tell you something. It brings us closer to God. <laughs> it brings us closer to the one who hung the sun and the moon. Closer to the one who causes the tides to rise and fall. Closer to the one who raised Jesus from the dead. Closer to the one who puts his amazing power in the seed and in this place. What happens here every Sunday? What happens here in VBS may not seem like much to us. It probably didn't to these 12 guys either when they were walking around with Jesus and he was telling them they were like seeds. But they were the seeds of the church. And we're the seeds of this community. And it may not seem like much, but when we come together like that, we have the opportunity to change lives. And who knows what this church or those young people that we will see this week will do in their lifetimes. We don't know. But God knows. And he brings them here for us to be used by Him as instruments in His hands to change lives. Jesus calls us today to see beyond the seed and imagineer what we can be next, what these young lives can be next. The enemy wants us to believe the greatest work of the church is done in grand surroundings or some historic cathedrals or the mega churches on the corners. Well, the truth is, folks, those cathedrals and megachurches will come and go. In fact, many of the great cathedrals of the day, they attract more tourists than they do worshipers. The greatness of the church isn't what the world sees as great. Jesus says the kingdom of God is like the grain of a mustard seed, the least of all seeds. 
Yet when it is sown, grows up and becomes greater than all the shrubs and puts out great branches so that the birds of the sky can lodge in its shadows. Folks, the church is where God's people come to find refuge, to grow and then go beyond these walls, to build the kingdom. And it only happens by your faithfulness and God's grace. Don't forget, when Jesus talks about the power of the mustard seed and the power of the kingdom of God, He's talking about us. He's talking about you, each of you. St. Barnabas may not look like much. And St. Barnabas, our saint, probably didn't think much would happen with the money that he gleaned when he sold his little field, invested in the first church. But I guarantee you, he's rejoicing today. And we have the opportunity to rejoice like that as well to trust in God, to faithfully show up and do the work we're called to do, to simply spread seeds of hope and encouragement. That's what grows the kingdom. The kingdom, my friend, grows by world-changing dimensions. Every time we hear the scriptures read in this place, every time we sing a hymn, even if it doesn't sound good, every time we come before the Lord's table and receive the body and blood of Christ, every time we come to this place and give of our time and our talent and our treasure, the kingdom of God grows. And it all started by a seed that someone planted in your heart along your journey. I don't know who it was, but you probably know. And we've been given that responsibility to sow the seeds now. Sow those seeds. This week, I really encourage you to come out and be part of this. Come out, if anything else, come out Thursday night and let's rejoice on the backside of this. It is a great opportunity for us to break bread and, be fe- and have fellowship. We haven't done that since COVID. Please come out. We're going to have brisket. It's going to be good. And we're going to have a good time. We're going to eat and we're going to rejoice. And we're not going to eat seeds. We're going to eat something good. <laughs> <laughs> so come out and be part of our BBS family dinner this week. Friends, God calls us to use our faithfulness to just scatter those seeds of encouragement, seeds of hope, seeds of generosity, seeds of kindness, and seeds of love. And He assures us, He assures us in the Scriptures that our humble efforts, powered by the grace of God, will make a kingdom difference. So let's see beyond the seed and let's imagineer the future of this church and the future of what will happen this week here. I ask you to pray into that and join us in that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.